God, <clears throat> God, we love you, and we are grateful for you. We're grateful to be in this place this morning. Grateful to be able to worship and to sing to you. Grateful to be able to open up our word and to dive in. We are just so grateful for you and the ways in which you move in our midst, God, and the ways in which we can feel you in this place the ways in which you speak to us. And God, I just pray this morning that you would speak to us through your word, that the words that come out of my mouth this morning would be your words for your people on your day. God, we're all here to hear from you. No one came here to hear from Pastor Chris today. We all come to hear from you. And so God, I just pray that we would leave here knowing that we have heard from you and knowing that we have met with the one true God. And may we leave changed. God, we love you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it has been, uh, it's been a fun series so far in the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk, uh, however you want to say it. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, you'll say it four different ways and that's okay. So uh, yeah, we're, we've been having a little fun here going through this book. It's not a book that is, uh, you know, very commonly read, very commonly gone through. Uh, you know, in fact, I've heard from more than a few of you that have said, you know, this is actually the first time I've actually spent considerable time in the book of Habakkuk. Uh, you know, we just, it's something that we read and something that sometimes we just kind of skip over. It's kind of like the, like the Psalms when we talked about the Psalms series, we read it and it's there and it's, it's nice, but we don't necessarily dive deep into it. This is kind of the same thing with Habakkuk, but it's such a unique book. You know, Habakkuk is one of the minor prophets. There's 12 of them, uh, but he's a unique prophet because typically what happens is prophets hear a word from God and they take it to the people of God and they give the people of God a message from God. That's typically how prophets work. Uh, but this time, you know, even you can go look back at scripture and see that, right? God speaks to King David through the prophet Nathan. There are many different instances where the prophet speaks the words of God to the people of God. This is sort of backwards. Habakkuk does not sing. He does not he doesn't take the word of God to the people of God. In fact, what he does is he takes the word of the people to God. He's taking the complaints of the people to God. It's kind of backwards to how we would typically see a prophet work. Uh, but it's also unique because typically what a prophet does is a prophet will go to the people of God and he will call them out of some place or something that they are in. All right goes to the people of Israel. Hey, you are living in a way that is not right. You need to call, I'm calling you out of this way of life. Sometimes it's literally calling someone out of a physical place into a new physical place. But that's typically what a prophet does. But instead, this is not what happens in the book of Habakkuk. What happens here in the book of Habakkuk is different. What happens here in the book of Habakkuk is essentially almost the prophet going to God and almost calling him out a little bit. This doesn't seem fair. We read in chapter one, hey, this doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like you're here. We're crying for help and you're not listening. You're tolerating all of this injustice and this violence that we see. Justice seems to be a joke right now. Where are you? Now, this is kind of the, the, the first kind of complaints that we hear from Habakkuk. And, and it's like he begins to complain and we see God listen to him and respond. And the way that he responds is essentially by not answering his question, but telling him what he's going to do. God, I see all this injustice. I see all this violence. Well, okay, Habakkuk, here's what I'm going to do. See these people over here, the Babylonians, they're going to be coming and they are going to be doing some discipline on you that, I, that you need to be done. You are not in a good place. And yeah, I know they're not in a good place, but you're really not in a good place. 
Habakkuk's like, hold on, that's not, not the question that I asked. It's not what I was going for when I asked those questions. That's not where we were going for. But in chapter 2, he complains some more. But we see that even in the time for Habakkuk, where Habakkuk is a man who is full of faith. Habakkuk is a prophet. This is actually one of the only times in the scripture that we actually see someone named a prophet. Now, we know that Elijah is a prophet. We know Elisha is a prophet. We know all these different prophets. Oftentimes, they're not necessarily claimed as such, but Habakkuk does that. Habakkuk is claimed as a prophet. We know that Habakkuk is a man of faith. We know from what he says in chapter 2, like, look, you are my holy God. You are, you are everlasting. We know that he has faith, but Habakkuk is simultaneously full of faith and full of questions, full of doubt, if you will. He's full of just kind of questioning what God is up to. And in chapter two, he complains some more, but we see that he, he stops and listens. He, God tells him to write down what he says, and he waits. And even in our doubts, even in our questions, we can, in faith, stop and listen. We can write down what God says. We can wait on the Lord because we know that he'll answer. And what happens when we do that is we get to a day like today, Habakkuk chapter three. Now, Habakkuk chapter 3 is a little bit different than the first two. I think as we, as we read this, I want you to just see this, though. Habakkuk's circumstances have not changed from chapters 1 and 2 to chapter 3. But there is a tone shift here. And I want you just to, to see that. You kind of just see the depth and the intimacy with God that he has. Chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Uh, a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on Shigianoth, which we don't really know what that means. It's a musical term. Probably has something to do with stringed instruments from what we do know. Uh, but he says, verse 2, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens and his praise filled the earth. His splendor was like the sunrise. Rays flashed from his hand where his power was hidden. Plague went before him. Pestilence followed his steps. He stood and shook the earth. He looked and he made nations tremble. The ancient mountains crumbled and the age-old hills collapsed. But he marches on forever. I saw the tents of Cushan in distress, the dwellings in Midian of Midian in anguish. Were you angry with the rivers, Lord? Was your wrath against the streams? Did you rage against the seas when you rode your horses and chariots to victory? You uncovered your bow. You called for many arrows. You split the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and writhed. Torrents of water swept by the deep roared and lifted its waves on high. Sun and moon stood still in the heavens at the glint of your flying arrows, at the lighting of your flashing spear. In wrath you strode through the earth, in anger you threshed the nations. You came out to deliver your people, you saved to save your anointed one. You crushed the leader of the land of wickedness, you stripped him from head to foot. With his own spear you pierced his head when his warriors stormed out to scatter us, gloating as though about to devour the wretched who were in hiding. You trampled the sea with your horses, churning the great waters. I heard, and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones, and my legs trembled. Yet I wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no fruit, no food, there are... Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. 
The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights for the director of music on my stringed instruments. This is Habakkuk chapter 3. Uh, and I think as we, as we read this chapter, this is just such a good example of what it looks like to worship in the midst of questions and in the midst of doubts. What does it look like to worship when I, when I just don't quite understand everything going on around me? What does it look like to worship when everything is just seemingly on the wrong track or it seems like things just aren't going my way? I disagree with what's going on in the world. It just seems like God doesn't care, right? How do I, how do I worship in these instances? How do I worship during these times and these, these thoughts that I'm having? And, and honestly, he starts off with this prayer in chapter three. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. He's, he starts off with this prayer. Hey, I have seen what you have done. I know what you have done in the past. And I would ask God that you would just repeat those now. I know what you can do because I've seen it. I know what you have done, God. Would you, just, would you just repeat what you have done in our day? Repeat them in our day. I've, I've just heard of your fame. I know of the things that you have done. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. I, I am in awe of the things that you have done in the past. I ask that you would do that again. God, I know that you can do these things. The word there uh, for repeat uh, is the word Chaya, kaya, which means to renew, revive, restore. God, do what you have done before. Would you restore what you have done in the past? There's actually a, a pattern here in this prayer, in this song, and the verses that follow that I think can help us as we go through times of question and go through times of doubt in our lives. As we're kind of, you know, it's like we've said in the, in the beginning of this, this study, this, this, this series, it is perfectly fine. And in fact, probably normal for you to have faith in God and simultaneously have questions and doubts. So what does it look like to worship? I think there's a pattern here in, this, in these next you know, 17, 19 verses that, that can really help us here. And, here's, and I think we just take a look at what Habakkuk did, how Habakkuk prayed here. And the first thing that Habakkuk does, does is he, first of all, remembers what God has done in the past. In his doubts, in his questions, where he comes to in a place of worship is remembering what God has done in the past. I mean, verse 3 through 15, just, just read this with me. God came from Taman, the Holy One this, uh, from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens and his praise filled the earth. His splendor was like the sunrise, rays flashed from his hand where his power was hidden. Plague went before him, pestilence followed his steps. He stood and shook the earth. He looked and made the nations tremble. The ancient mountains crumbled and the age-old hills collapsed, but he marched his on forever. I saw the tents of Cushan in distress, the dwellings of Midian in anguish. Were you angry with the rivers, Lord? Was your wrath against the streams? Did you rage against the sea when you rode to your horses and your chariots to victory? You uncovered your bow. You called for many arrows. You split the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and writhed. Torrents of water swept by the deep 
set by, the deep roared and lifted its waves on high. Sun and moon stood still in the heavens. Does that sound familiar, anyone? Joshua chapter 10. Sun and moon stood still in the heavens in the glint of your flying arrows, at the lighting of your flashing spear. In wrath you rode through the earth, and in anger you threshed the nations. You came out to deliver your people, to save your anointed one. You crushed the leader of the land of wickedness. You stripped him from head to foot. With your own spear you pierced his head when his warriors stormed to scatter us, gloating as though to about devour the wretched who were in hiding. You trampled the sea with your horses, churning the great waters. This is, he's looking back, and he's looking back, and he's saying, look at all the things that God has done. As, as these first few verses in chapter 3 here, you know, as God comes from to man, the Holy One from Mount Paran, that is a pretty common way for the Israelites then to really just talk about God coming to rescue his people. God has come to rescue his people. He has come to, to rescue us. He has come to free us. And you see as these things, you can kind of see just the, that God delivering his people from Egypt, taking them into the promised land. You see kind of this, this is, this is what you have done. He's remembering all the things that God has done. In that first part, even that first part that I was talking about, the, where it talks about that, it's even in Judges 5, the song of Deborah, that talks about God in similar terms, right? There's, there's this language here. In verse 11, the sun and the moon standing still. That's Joshua 10 straight up, right? This is, this is what he's talking about here. He remembers deliverance that God has provided in the past. And now, now remember where he is, though, right now. He is waiting on God. Remember, he is waiting patiently from what Scripture tells us. He is, he is waiting patiently for God's answer. He is waiting patiently for God to deliver on what he has said he would do. He's just in a time of, of waiting. But what he's doing now is even in the waiting. And remember, what, God, what has God said that he would do? He's going to use the Babylonians to come and do some discipline over here. He knows it's not going to be pleasant, right? He knows it's not going to be fun, but he's, he's just worshiping God for his deliverance in the past, the ways in which he has, he has been faithful in the past. And I think for some of us, this is a big deal. Some of us, this is harder than it sounds. For the, some of us, we have faith, but also questions and doubts. Sometimes when we're going through these rough times in our lives, we don't actually take the time or have the mindset to zoom out a little bit and see big picture. Oftentimes we're going through things. We're going through hard times. We're going through troubles and questions and doubts and things that make us struggle a little bit. We, we just seem to just be hyper-focused on those things. We have blinders on. We can't see the big picture because all we see is the thing right in front of us that we're praying about. But if we were just to zoom out, as Habakkuk is able to do here, we could look backwards and see how faithful God has been in the past. Even in the midst of questions, even in the midst of doubts, he looks back and he's able to see the faithfulness of God in the past. And I know that if we had time this morning, we could all stand and share about all the things that God has done in the past. Yeah, I could sit here and talk about how when it felt like my world was crashing down at my freshman year of college, God introduced me to my future wife on my very first day. I could talk about witnessing physical healings at summer camp. I could talk about even spiritual healings that I have witnessed. God is so good. And if we just zoom out sometimes, we're in the midst of our troubles and questions and doubts, we can see that God has been good and God has been faithful. Even when it feels like what we're going through right now just stinks. Amen. 
God is good. God is faithful. He has done so much in our lives. So in those moments of doubts and the moments of, of questions, we can, we can worship just like Habakkuk was worshiping. He just was able to zoom out a little bit and see the faithfulness of God in the past. I know you have those moments. Sometimes we just have to take a deep breath, zoom out a little bit, and look back and see him. Yeah, maybe if it would help, even this morning, just, just write down a couple of those things that God has been faithful in the past, where even, even in times of questions and doubts, you can just even go back to, to what you have written down and be like, no, God has been, God has been faithful. God did do this in the past. God did help me through this situation. He did do this. Write down some of the ways that God has been good to you in your past. But here's the second thing that Habakkuk does. He looks back and he sees that God is faithful. But what he does next is he, he just accepts what God is doing right now. He accepts what God is doing right now. I mean, Habakkuk has heard clearly what God is up to. He knows what is about to happen. He knows that God is going to do what he says he'll do. And what was that? It was that the Babylonians are going to come and they are going to, to basically be the instruments of discipline on the people of God. Yeah, these Babylonians over here who are way more evil and way, more, way deserve this wrath, way more than we do. But here we are. He doesn't understand it, but he accepts what God is doing. I mean, verse 16, you, you, I heard. What did he hear? He hears that. Babylonians, right? He hears all of this. I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones. My legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. I just feel what he is feeling right now. His heart is just pounding. His lips are quivering. His legs are trembling. He is... And Sounds like he's terrified. But then what does he say? I'll, I'll, I'll wait patiently. For what? For what God said would happen. I'll wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Uh, he, he sees the faithfulness of God in the past. And seeing that faithfulness allows him to just accept what God is doing in the right now. Right, this, is, this is what he's doing. Here's what, he, here's what he didn't do, though. He didn't just kind of stick his head in the sand and feel like it's not happening anymore. Now, he didn't just stick his hand in the sand and just kind of just ignore what was going on in the world and just say, hey, it's going to be all right. He, he fully understands what's about to happen, fully understands this is not going to be fun. I don't like it. I don't necessarily even agree with it. He's probably just thinking, God, this is, this is not right. This is not just. This is not. But God is up to something here. And I'm going to wait patiently for what God is up to. God is good. God is faithful. So I know that even though I don't agree with what he's doing right now here in this moment, I can accept it because he is God and I am not. I think this is the place that we need to get to. Again, this isn't always an easy thing to do. All right, God, I've been praying that you would take this away and you haven't, but I know you're doing something. God, I've been praying for my wife or my husband or my friend. It seems like you just aren't listening, but I'll accept whatever it is that you are doing right now because I know that you are doing something. Amen. Right, we, we can accept what God is doing. And in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, Habakkuk had a lot easier than we do. Habakkuk knew exactly what was happening. Often we don't get to see that. 
Habakkuk was told directly by God, this is what's about to happen. These guys are going to come, they're going to do this, but eventually they're going to get what's owed to them. So Habakkuk has kind of this insight that oftentimes we don't get in our daily lives. Right? We're, we can look back and so we can be in the times of questions and doubts and look back and see the faithfulness of God, but it's a little harder for us to just kind of accept what God is doing because we don't see it. And maybe he hasn't exactly told us what exactly is going on right now. But I promise you that God is doing something. Amen. He's on the move. He's doing something. And in a lot of ways, Habakkuk had a lot easier than us because God told him exactly what was happening. We don't really always have that luxury, but we can always still accept and trust that God is doing what he's doing, even if we're not totally, completely sure what that actually is. Amen. And God is up to something. Right. Here's the third thing that he does. He looks to the past, sees that God is faithful. He accepts what God is doing in the right now. And then he looks forward and he trusts what God is going to do. Amen. All right, verse 16, we'll read it again and then we'll keep going here. I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud, there are no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Just think about this. You read verse 16 to 18 and he has no reason in the right now to be rejoicing. There are people that are coming to uh, who knows what? They're going to get theirs eventually, but he has, he has no reason in the right now to really be rejoicing. God is going to be punishing his people. He's going to be doing so with the hands of the enemy. And what's going on right now? There's no grapes on the vines. The olive crop failed. The fields aren't producing fruit. The livestock is gone, but I will rejoice in the Lord. I'll be joyful in God my Savior. Now, I'm not sure what your even though thing is, but I know it's there. Right, God, I prayed for someone to get better and they've gotten worse. But I will rejoice in the Lord. I've done what I can in this situation and it hasn't gotten better. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I, I don't know what that is for you. I don't know how our ends are going to meet this month. But I will rejoice in the Lord. Right, he, he trusts that God is going to do something and he trusts what God is going to do. I don't know what that is for you, but I hope and pray that you can say these words, but I will rejoice because we're trusting God with what is going to happen in the future. My, my hope and my prayer is that every single one of us can have kind of a Habakkuk 3 kind of faith. A Habakkuk 3 kind of faith where we can, we can look back, we can see the faithfulness of God. We can look into the now and say, God, I don't understand what's going on, but I accept what you're doing right now because I trust you with what you're going to do in the future. My hope and my prayer is that we can have a Habakkuk 3 kind of faith. But here's the thing. You can't really have a Habakkuk 3 kind of faith until you've had a Habakkuk 1 kind of question. And Habakkuk 1 kind of doubt. 
You can't really have this, this deep, intimate faith until you've had some of these, these questions, until you've had the chapter one kind of questions, until you've had to wait like Habakkuk did in chapter two. My hope and my prayer is that we can say eventually that we have walked with Jesus for enough yesterdays to trust him with all of our tomorrows. I can see his goodness and faithfulness in my past. I can accept what he's doing now, even though I can't see it, and sometimes I do see it and I don't like it, but I can accept it, and I can trust God with my future. And this is, this is the Habakkuk 3 kind of faith, and I love how he finishes up here. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Even in the, the low times, of questioning and doubt and feeling like, God, I just don't get it. God, I just feel like you don't care. I feel like you're not there. I feel like you're not just. I feel like all these different things I feel like, God, even in these low times of feeling like this, God is our strength, and he enables me to walk on the heights. Even in the low times of doubt, he enables me to, to, to look up and to walk on the heights. Man, these, these three pages of Scripture... <laughs> How amazing is this book? This book of Habakkuk. I love this book. Even in, the, even in these moments, you can have faith and still have questions and still have doubts. You can see his faithfulness. You can accept the present and you can trust him for the future. And he just ends with this. The sovereign Lord is my strength. It's kind of like in chapter two, how he ends chapter two. The Lord is in his holy temple. He is in control. Let all the earth be silent before him. He is there. And this same God who is in his holy temple is my strength. And he is what enables me to walk through these low times. And he enables me to walk on the heights. Man, Habakkuk, this is good, good stuff. Amen and amen. Let's pray. God, God, we love you, and uh, God, we, we praise you during this time, God. We, we have just spent the last three weeks talking through this book, Habakkuk, and we, we see that uh, we're not alone as we have questions and as we have doubts. We're not alone in these times of, of wandering. God, it's, it's possible and probably normal to have faith and doubt in the same time, just like Habakkuk is having in this book, God. And as we, as we come through these times, God, I just pray that we would be able to, to have a Habakkuk 3 kind of faith, a faith that allows us to step back, to look back, and to see that, God, you have been faithful in the past. And God, even now in this moment, I just pray that we would just take a moment and just, just thank you for the things that you have done in our past. God, we thank you. We thank you for all the ways that you have been faithful. We are thanking you for all the ways you have moved in, in different situations. We're thankful for the ways in which you've moved in our families and in our, in our workplaces, in our homes. We're thankful for all the ways in which you've moved in our loved ones. We're thankful for all the ways in which you have been faithful in the past. But God, even in the right now, there are some things that are just hard to accept. There are some things that we just don't quite understand. And God, I just pray that as we go forward this week that you would, you would help us to just accept what you are doing right now. 
You are moving. You are doing something, even in the situations where it feels like you're not. And we know, God, that you, it's a little different than Habakkuk. Habakkuk knew exactly what you were doing, and oftentimes we just don't. We can't see it. We don't know it. God, if you want to tell us, would we have ears to hear? God, may we accept our circumstances of now and understand that you are moving even now. And God, as we look forward, may we be people who have the faith to say we trust you with what you are going to do. We thank you for what you have done. We accept what you are doing now. And we look forward to what you are going to do. God, help us as we go forward this week to be people with Habakkuk 3 kind of faith. Now we need to go back and ask a Habakkuk 1 kind of question. Maybe we're in a waiting period like Habakkuk 2. But God, maybe we're people with, with Habakkuk 3 kind of faith this week. God, we love you. We give you praise. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, would you stand with me this morning? And uh, let me just pray this prayer of blessing over you. May our God, God of grace and truth and mercy, the God who has been faithful in the past is faithful today and will remain faithful in the future. May he go ahead of you and with you this week. May he give you the words to say, the places to be, that you might make a difference wherever you may find yourself this week. Go in grace, peace, and love. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thank you for coming this morning. It's been good to see you all. Uh, our kids are probably still going. I ended a little bit early. Sorry about that, but we're welcome to hang out.